This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, Monday edition. Great day for talk radio. Our panel is about 35 minutes away from convening with topics worthy of discussion. And this is one such. We've already broached it earlier in the hour. The Ontario Human Rights Commission came out with an interim report earlier today into racial profiling and racial discrimination by the Toronto police. They say their findings are disturbing and they demand an explanation over representation of black folks being accosted by the cops. And in some cases, there are tragic outcomes when it comes to uh, police shootings investigated by the SIU, where much of this data was uh, taken and extrapolated from that. Uh, Let's find out how Mike McCormick feels about it, president of the Toronto Police Association. Mike, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Yeah, always a pleasure, John. All right. So when the Human Rights Commission says these uh, data demand an explanation... Go ahead. What is it? Well, you know, first of all, I I couldn't agree more that this data, the way that they presented it, demands an explanation. And this is the problem I have with this whole report, John, is is we talked about this uh, months and months ago when the Human Rights uh, Commission said they were going to do this report. My concern was that they had already had uh, a preconceived notion of where they were going to end up. And they did a report that would validate uh, those preconceptions. So I couldn't agree more. What we've got is they've got data. We've got this interim report based on data without any context or understanding of what the data means or the interpretation of the data. And they just draw an inclusion uh, or sorry, a conclusion saying basically that, you know, the, the system is racist, that police officers are racist. So I got a big problem with the way this report is being uh, distributed as an interim report without that sort of context as to what are the explanations or what are the circumstances that brought these numbers to where they are. Well, all right, uh, because the contention is that there are serious interactions with the police that are disproportionate to their representation within the population. For example, they say uh, black residents comprised 8.8% of Toronto's total population, but 25% of SIU investigations. Right. So again, so what does that mean? What So why were they involved in SAU investigations? So what was the nature that led us to the interaction that led to an SIU investigation? And what I mean by that is it police officers just walking down the street saying, hey, let's just pull over this black person or white person or making these indiscriminate or discriminate calls. No. What it is, is that we get called to respond to a person's actions, whether they are being violent, whether there's weapons involved. So if we're responding, we're not dictating to the type of people that we're responding to deal with. Those are dictated by people's actions. So if it's a black person or a white person, that's not up to us. We respond to the needs and the service call. So we respond and we have to deal with that person's actions. Once we're there and we deal with those actions, what are the actions that lead or escalate a situation where there could be uh, a use of force uh, being used, where there could be weapons being used? So we have to look at all that and understand that, not in a vacuum and just looking at the data and say, aha, it's disproportionate to population ratio. Police calls are not based on population census. We don't get 8% of our calls from the black community and the rest uh, from whatever different communities. We get calls for service by people who need the service of the police. Again, President of the Toronto Police Association, Mike McCormick's with us. It has to do with a response to the Ontario Human Rights Commission's interim report on racial profiling and racial discrimination. And they make recommendations. Amongst them is urging the Toronto Police Services Board to begin collecting and publicly sharing race-based data on all stops, searches and use of force incidents but i'm wondering what about 
crime stats themselves. Should that complete the picture, Mike? Yeah, hundred percent, John. Not, not not only that should be, but if you you can't, you know, say, oh well, we just want data, race-based data based on these narrow uh, concepts like you just mentioned, what you have to do is say, look, if we want, and I have no problem, if you want to have racial-based data, then do it from beginning to the end. Who's calling, what the victims are, what the complainants are, you know, everything, who the witnesses are, everything. Let's look at it within the total context so we can have an understanding of a broader picture from a, a macro level of what's going on there. So if you want to do that, you can't just say, hey, we're going to look at, you know, the interaction between police and when the, we have a negative interaction or, or, you know, use of force is used. No, we got to look at it and say, okay, why are the police there? What are they dealing with? And who are they dealing with? And then we can have a, 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 the much-needed, robust conversation about everything to do with crime and police interaction with the community. Well, I'm just wondering, a, a report like this, does it have an impact on the police service? Oh, uh, well, it has an impact, uh, you know, and what I'd say is that my concern about a report like this is, is, you know, we got an interim report based on data. They haven't made any really conclusive understanding of what is, are the driving factors other than we have this disparity. So what are, what are the, the causes for that? In the meantime, they put out an interim report and the headlights scream, you know, um, black people within the city of Toronto have a 20 times uh, more chance of being shot by the police. So, yeah, I think it has a negative impact. It doesn't have an impact of building uh, a relationship or having an understanding of what's going on and having a positive, constructive conversation. And that's my concern. I think that this has a negative, uh, you know, uh, ability to go forward in, in these types of conversations. And again, John, I'm not diminishing... Uh, the individual's lived experience of what people experience in the community. And we need to have conversations around that. And we need to deal with those issues and take them seriously. However, when a report like this just narrows it in on the police and says, statistically, we're going to interpret this data uh, to, to represent this, then I've got a big problem with that. Well, yeah, let me just pursue further the idea that this has impact on the rank and file. Is it ever a case where maybe it makes them cynical or less apt to want to be proactive in their policing? Maybe there's some apathy that might even uh, creep in. A hundred percent. And it's not a case. Like, look, our, our, I've said this uh, a million times and I stand by it. We have the best police service in, in the world. Our people are dealing with a staffing shortage. They're dealing with resource shortage, uh, the inability to do proactive policing. They already feel that, you know, we're, we're, we have a stressed out organization. And, you know, when a report comes out like this, it's not about saying, hey, listen, we've got to work on this relationship. We've got to do this. There are some issues. I think our members feel that here we go again. We're getting, you know, a, a blanket statement about what we do in policing. And it does have a diminishing uh, impact on the morale and the feeling of our officers. A hundred percent. Well, and then you can take a look at the black community. I'm sure it doesn't enhance trust within the black community either. No, and, and again, my, my concern, John, is like having worked in, in community-based policing and building relationships, and look, if this is something we need to be doing, and when I hear everybody, everybody saying, this, well, there's nothing in here that we found find surprising, there's nothing new in this report, what we need to be doing is that, you know, this isn't only about data and what data can do, it's, it's about what are the meaningful actions about building, like I said, positive relationships, community-based relationships, and, and I'm very concerned about a report like this driving a wedge further between uh, our, uh, marginalized communities and the police, and I, again, I don't see this as a, a positive thing at all. Well, are there any positive takeaways that, uh, you know, could be instructive here? Because the force's spokeswoman, Megan Gray, says 
Toronto Police Service and uh, the board are taking steps to improve trust within the black community. And they say conversations around these issues need to involve questions about poverty, social inequality, and the root causes of crime. Although uh, that seems like it's extending beyond these encounters with the police. That's all this report is about. But you think you've got to do a deeper dive on uh, trying to establish that trust within the community and uh, maybe get around to all these other socioeconomic factors. Yeah, I mean, the social, first of all, the socioeconomic factors are a huge driver in what's going on. And where we have people, and, and let, let's talk, and that's what we need to talk about, the broader picture about what's going on here. When you look at the socioeconomic uh, factors, uh, the inability for people to have opportunity to have meaning in their lives and so on, and that's a, a huge, it's the paramount driver in what's going on. But again, to be suggesting that, you know, policing and, and stuff, and then and that, you know, this all falls back on the shoulders of the police that that's where i have a problem so yes we need to have, have these discussions yes we need to deal with these broader socioeconomic issues but in the meantime like i say a report like this doesn't do anything to help address those issues it, it you know puts the burden back on policing and uh you know that's where my concern is all right well i appreciate your uh, voicing your concerns this afternoon always good to talk do it again soon Thanks, John. Take care. And you, Mike McCormick, president of the Toronto Police Association. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.